0: Hi friends, here we are in week four already, and we are going to journey today into part three of our series. We're gonna talk about healing our relationship with others, how almsgiving heals our relationship with others. So just to do a bit of a recap for you. So prayer, we talked about heals our relationship with God on our end, right, heals the foundation of our being. How fasting, through the discipline of saying no so we can say yes, heals the relationship with ourselves. We looked at some of the places of our hearts where we have deep roots and kind of what those roots are manifesting, and also what's good and true and beautiful our deepest places and also where through wounds that have been unhealed that we're still grasping at things that are destructive rather than life-giving. And so we're going to talk this week, these next couple weeks, about the healing balm of almsgiving, of giving to others. And it's just very interesting of how throughout scripture it talks about almsgiving, about giving the gift of others, whether it's monetary, other things, giving clothes, giving food. You know, Jesus says, you know, the least, what you do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me. And so it's very serious of what the Lord is asking us to, and not only just spiritual or corporate works of mercy but spiritual works of mercy as well. The quote that I've chosen for this particular section of our time together is one by St. Ambrose that I love so much. He says, no one heals himself by wounding another. No one heals himself by wounding another. And what are the ways in our life that we often try, and I've seen it in my own self, that I'm trying to heal myself by wounding somebody else. And it's either overtly or covertly by withdrawing or all the things that we do. But the fact that God has given us to each other, that we've been gifted to each other. So let me just offer this to you right now as we kind of sit here together, that the people sitting there, if you're sitting with somebody, whether physically, so if you look to your right or to your left and you can see the people, those people in your life have been given to you. And if you're sitting by yourself on your couch and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not around anybody physically, there's people in your life, in your families that you've been given to, and they've been given to you Just think of the reality of how closely knit we are. I think when we see God face-to-face, we're going to be shocked at how tightly this tapestry has been woven of how we deeply impact one another and how deeply we've been given to one another. And sometimes there are people in our life that we push away or people that God gifts to us that we we don't want to receive because sometimes people are gifts that are hard to receive, right? We're hard to receive ourselves sometimes. But the truth is of that reality of communion where we look at the garden and Adam and Eve, like we spoke about in the very beginning of the series, of how when Adam and Eve turned away from God, that they became shattered in their relationship. When they turned away and chose something other than God, they chose something other than the fatherhood of God, and they chose to take reality, in a sense, like onto themselves and define it for themselves, that their lives at that point were shattered, that they were shattered within themselves in their own interior life, which we know very well. They were shattered in their relationship with God, not on his end, but theirs, which we also know very well. God becomes somebody that we're suspicious of that we're afraid of, the first thing they do is hide, which is a temptation every single one of us from childhood on has, that when we sin, we hide. And we pretend like there's not, like nothing to see here, please keep moving, and we just, we have such sophisticated fig leaves that we use, and we have different sets of fig leaves for different situations that we put on to make ourselves acceptable because we're so afraid of being seen as we are. Because we're afraid if somebody really sees us as we are, they will find us unbearable. Because we find those places of our hearts unbearable. Right? And we're broken there. And in that brokenness, we're broken with each other. We say, Adam and Eve, before the fall, they were naked without shame. And you think of all the things that the author of Genesis could have written there, naked without fear, naked without abandonment, naked without powerlessness. They were naked without shame. That tells us something about the truth of what nakedness does, that it's nakedness and mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and physically, and who they are as men and women, of being able to see another person for who they are as they are and love them and to bless them. And you see the first thing that happens after the fall is that they put on fig leaves to hide and there's all I mean there's many theologians much smarter than myself who can give you wonderful discourses on this reality but every single no, one of us knows the tangible experience of having a broken communion with somebody else and the places that don't feel safe and the places where we have been wounded and the places that other people have wounded us. Sometimes in life, we live in denial about that. We say things like, oh, it was a long time ago. It doesn't really matter. Like, I don't really care. We totally care. (laughs) We totally care, and God cares too. And that's something that we're going to discover as we go on this journey this week, especially the healing of almsgiving. It's the healing of not just giving money. Like Most of us can give money, and we should, and it's not just kind of like, I'm gonna write you a check and kind of write you off as a project, but really giving part of ourselves. We can give excess clothing, we can give food, but one of the best things we can possibly give to people is the almsgiving of our undivided presence in time. Many people honestly do not want, shockingly enough, our unsolicited advice. <laughs> Most people just want to be loved. And they want to be heard. And they want to be received. And they want to know that they could show us their deepest parts that they're so ashamed of. And that they could know that they're received in love there. And that we speak the truth to them in love. I know that the people in my life, I mean, this is a revelation of how God loves. God loves us like this constantly. Like, this is who God is. And the people that He's given to me, that He has woven into my life, who love me like that and receive me like that. Their presence in my life is stunning. So much healing through places of just authentic love and restoration. And I think like for my own journey, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here today if God hadn't sent people into my life who just loved me. I wouldn't be sitting here today. So I believe in the power of love. I believe that wherever love is, healing is constantly occurring. I believe that Jesus loves us so much. He's coming into the deep places so we can love the way he loves and so the world can be whole. And that's not just a nice thing. That happens in our families every day. It happens in our prayer life. It happens in the interactions in the grocery stores. These things matter. The decisions that you and I make every single day matter. What we say yes to, what we say no to, the things we spend our time doing, the things that we we think about, all, all the ways that we spend ourselves, these things matter, my friends. And I think for a long time in my life, I'm a recovering addict, and I've been sober for many years now. And I think for a long time in my life, I you know, had the kind of mentality of like, when y'all get your act together, my life will be better. <laughs> like, I, I'm having problems because it's you. And like, I didn't really realize I'm like, oh, I'm the common denominator in every situation that I'm in. <laughs> like, maybe there's some things that Jesus wants to do with me, that he wants to bring me into communion so that I can give the gift of my heart through his love to you and to help you on that journey as well. And so that is what what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about almsgiving of tenderness. We're going to talk about admonishing sinners. Like, how do you do that? Like How do you say the hard things to people? Like What has to happen in our heart before we can give the gift of love and truth to other people? Because there are people in our life the Lord is asking us to love very seriously and very deeply. How do we do that? How do we bear wrongs with patience? How in your life have you borne the things that have happened to you that have been unjust? How do you bear them well? neither in passive-aggressive behavior or rage or resentment, but neither in denial or stoicism. Like, how do we do that? Because Jesus is teaching us in this whole reality of how to be human. He's teaching us what it means to be human. And that is a glorious adventure. And that is where we are as alms givers of allowing the Lord to bring us into communion with others because that is his great desire. So here we go.